Hey besties, welcome back to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast, a space where we chat about moments when life isn't. I'm your host, Amanda, and I am so passionate about peeling back that veil our society has constructed around perfectionism online. When starting my own personal platform on Instagram, I realized that I was getting caught in the inauthentic hustle, and it was severely affecting my mental health, mostly because I was comparing my behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. Throughout my life, I've come to own that my setbacks were actually just set ups for something better. I found a way to step into my true potential, and the goal is to amplify other voices who have done the same so that someone out there feels seen and that much less alone. I cannot wait to get into this important conversation with our next guest. So let's get started. Okay, this conversation is so exciting and one that I know you are going to find value in. I'm going to introduce you to our next guest on the podcast, Claire. Claire is a high-ticket sales coach who is coaching entrepreneurs and creatives and anyone to help close sales but make it personal and not transactional. Here on the podcast today, she shares a story about how getting breast implants was the worst decision for her, but getting them out was the best decision she could have ever made. We talk alignment, we talk self-confidence and listening to your inner spirit and allowing yourself to grow and make those necessary decisions to keep evolving to a better you. I'm so excited for you to hear this wonderful insights that she is about to drop. Well, hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm so excited to jump right into this next conversation with a very special guest, Claire. Claire, thank you so much for being on this episode and sharing your heart with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited and I have a lot of insight and things to share around my experience and I'm just glad to be here. Yay. Well, we obviously are very glad to have you. I would love to give you an opportunity just to share a little bit about yourself and why you wanted to come on to the show today. Yeah. So I am an expert high sales ticket coach for coaches and solopreneurs to help them navigate objections and close more sales. And all of that probably sounds really great. I mean, I have been helping to train high-level sales teams and coaching business, solopreneurs, fitness coaches, health coaches, all the coaches that are online. And I am really excited to be here because, yes, that all sounds really great. It closed 9 million sales in in the past four or five years, four of that being in 2020, which all of us know how crazy that was. And with all of that sales expertise, I am here to say that I had made a terrible sales mistake uh, a couple of years ago. And yeah, I want to share all about that today. Well, you already have me hooked already. (laughs) I'm just like, what sales mistake did you make? So if you don't mind, could you dive into that a little bit deeper? Was this during the height of your sales expertise? Pre your sales career? Right. So I am here because I had boobs. (laughs) 
And what I, uh-huh. <laughs> what I mean by that is I have boobs now. I identify as a woman. I was born a woman. Um, that's just my story. And I decided many years ago before I had officially stepped into this sales expert role that to get breast implants and it was a terrible sales mistake. And I'm also going to be really clear. I don't blame the salesperson. I don't blame my surgeon. And Mm. it was definitely before I stepped into my sales expertise. And essentially, if you go to my Instagram at Claire underscore Quee, it, you, if you scroll down, I mean, there's a lot of scrolling that you'd have to do. I mean, there's like, there's a ton of posts there, but, uh, I used to be in the fitness and health niche. Basically I was a yoga instructor. I was a strength coach, uh, one of the only female head strength conditioning coaches in Denver public schools, which is where I live. And I also used to be a fitness competitor. I was a, a bikini competitor uh, back when it oh, was wow. really growing. Yeah. And this is essentially what happened. I was at the peak of my fitness and bikini career and I was doing really well. And before I had like cute little boobs, they're so cute, <laughs> like a good, you no know, handful. Right. And I was in the best quote unquote I'll just like, I'm using my quotation fingers, like mm-hmm. best shape of my life. And mm. I was doing really well. I had placed nationally, which is kind of a big deal. And that's, that's a really big deal. It is a big deal. <laughs> right. Well, I mean now, okay. Having done my deeper work, is it, was it a big deal? I don't, I don't know. That's okay. up for debate. Right. So in that community standards, that is a big deal. So mm-hmm. I had placed really well and I was so close to getting getting a higher placement. And I was just, in my mind, I was really clear and determined to get that. That was what I was measuring my success against. I was like, okay, I got to get my pro card. I got to go pro, 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 pro. And I stepped off stage and this was a critical moment. I got off stage and if you've never been to a fitness competition, just also like, just go, if you, even if you're not into it, like go to support a friend or whoever's doing it. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a really interesting culture. Cause it is a culture culture. <laughs> <laughs> so I get off stage and I am looking at these 10 judges. And so just like, also like, this is just what's so weird about this particular flavor of culture that we have um, in the fitness industry you go on stage and essentially it's a beauty pageant. I mean, who's to say mm-hmm. whose butt cheek looks better than the girl on the left, right? Like it's it's not a clear cut, clear cut rule like basketball. The ball goes in the hoop. That's pretty clear, mm-hmm. right? In bodybuilding and the fitness industry, it's like, it's, it's a beauty pageant. Like who is to really say your butt cheek looks quote unquote better based on these standards. So it's, it's all subjective. I get off stage and there's these 10 people and just by the way, they're all mostly men. There was one woman in that judging panel and Mm. I get off stage and the feedback was, and this is what was so interesting. And, uh, it it really did. I took this message. I internalized this message as gospel. Okay. Mm. I get off stage and they, they look me in the eye and, and one of them basically says for you to look more feminine, you need bigger boobs. You need, you, 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 it'll, I know. Right. And I had never in my life thought about that before. I'd never, that, that thought was never incepted into my original thought. And I, I, about 
a week later, I'm in the gym and I'm like, damn, like I'm, I'm just, you know, giving myself props, right. being my own like celebratory person. And like, and I look in the mirror and it hits me. I, I remember what the judge says and I am like, oh, I need boobs. And I remember looking at my body in the mirror. I'm in the gym and it, I don't know if anybody's ever experienced just having this like tunnel tunnel vision. Like I just was like looking mm. at myself and I thought, wow, okay, I'm in the best shape, but I'm missing something the big butt, I'm missing something. And Mm -hmm. uh, two weeks later, I got boobs, borderline impulsive. I know, borderline impulsive. And that was a huge sales mistake for me. And uh, being a sales expert, I can look back of, oh yeah, that was was something that was just not handled well. Mm. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. And I think while a lot of us haven't gone through bodybuilding competitions, I think a lot of us can resonate of that tunnel vision and hyper-focusing on right. a part of our body or a part of our life where it seems like the grass could be greener on the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm still interested. How is this a bad sales mistake? This is where it gets good. Okay. So, and I mean, I love that you also mentioned the hyper-focus. I uh, have been introduced recently to TikTok and like I, mm. I'm finding all this ADHD stuff. I'm like, oh my God. Yes. Also, by the way, it's like not, I am, I'm actually not diagnosed. I am self-diagnosing, which is not the same as actually getting <laughs> clinically diagnosed. If you have a feeling that you have symptoms about a certain particular thing, you might want to get, I am not a health, like I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. So if you have these thoughts that maybe you are struggling with that go see a doctor. So I'm just self oh, for sure. I'm just saying but I'm self-diagnosing, right? The TikTok algorithm, the things that were popping up on my TikTok feed honestly helped me go get officially diagnosed with a lot of different mental disorders that I have. Right. I right. was resonating so much with these people and I was like, oh, oh, oh that's <laughs> how I feel. Oh, <laughs> right. Also, and, and I also want to say too, this is just my spiritual work kicking in. We will create stories and narratives based on whatever logic that we find to support our limiting mm. beliefs. Now that's a big, I will say that's a big dose. And I'll say that mm-hmm. again, slower. Be aware of when we try to collect logical, explanatory reasons that support our limiting beliefs. So I, I just want to say that, yes, I make a joke right now about being ADHD. I'm not diagnosed, but I'm also really aware. Uh, and I, I want all your listeners to be aware mm-hmm. that ultimately you are not in control, but you certainly are in charge. All right. So mm. that being said, I'm in charge of when I notice that I'm hyper-focused, whatever the narrative is that I think I'm hyper-focused, that's a symptom of ADHD, but I get to choose to break the trance. I get to choose to to, mm-hmm. we all get to choose to break the trance, to break cycles, to release patterns. So, um, I was hyper-focused on boobs. I was like, okay, gotta get boobs, 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 boobs. That's the thing. <laughs> that's my ticket because mm. some random person that's somehow in this culture says you are a good judge of butt cheeks. Like that somehow this was like, right. I mean, like what? What? Mm. So, all right. I, this, this person tells me that I need to get boobs. I internalize that. I say, I get hyper-focused. I go and get boobs. So this is where it turns into the, to a, a sales mistake because, and this is the exact opposite of what I teach, uh, my 
my coaches that work with me, my clients that are service-based entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I teach and I, I, I swear by, and this is just a pillar of my, my moral belief, is that sales should be relationship based. And also, um, I personally, this is going even deeper. I, we kind of talked a little bit about, I'm into the woo. Like I'm like head first mm-hmm. into that. And so my version of woo is sales is actually a spiritual practice. It is. If, you're, if it's done well, if it's done correctly, if it's done ethically, it should be permission-based. It should be consent-based. It should feel good. It should feel um, informed and aware. Mm informed Mm. and aware. Now I take that also from my yoga practice. Uh, I teach, I I teach and have been a student of alignment-based yoga, which teaches you information and awareness to create transformation. And I was like, oh, that's like exactly how I teach people how to sell their services without feeling salesy. And it was a sales mistake because when I walked into that room with the surgeon. So you go into the surgeon's office, they take you in the back and you go into this really polished, aesthetically pleasing, neutral colors. I mean, I've been painting the picture mm-hmm. here of like, right, of, or of, a, of a nice medical office. Yeah. And we go in there and it was, it was just transactional. He, I, I said, I want boobs. He's like, I've got boobs. And so it is. And right. And there we go. And there we go. There was, and, and it just felt now looking back, I was like, wow, that was just a transaction. I wanted, I thought I wanted something. And here's the key thing. I thought I wanted something. Mm. I thought I wanted something. And the truth was, if I, if, if it, that conversation went well, or what went the way that I believe conversations should go, he would have asked more information or I would have given more information on my, why I wanted boobs. And mm. there could have been a, an awareness about what's making, what's helping me to make this decision. And it wasn't that case. I, and, and honestly, I'm not, and I'm not here to blame the surgeon, by the way, I'm not here to blame him. Mm-hmm. And here's why, like, I'm not here pointing the finger. Like he made me do it. He didn't make me do anything. He did not make <laughs> me do anything. I came into that conversation. I came into that transaction thinking that I wanted something. And this is also something that I want to empower all of your listeners that we ultimately, it doesn't matter what has quote unquote happened to us. We are, we choose, we choose everything. Mm -hmm. We make certain choices in our lives. Every day is a choice. To wake up is a choice. To make the bed is a choice. To go to work yeah. is a choice. So uh, this is where we get to claim our power back. Our power isn't in feeling victimized by somebody else. The truth is that we get to make choices every single day, every single moment to, to be in alignment. To do, And what I mean by alignment is to do things that feel good, that fit for where we're, we're at right now. So going back to that moment of me saying, I want boobs. And he's like, I, I've got boobs to give you. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, I wasn't fully informed. I wasn't fully aware. I wasn't awake to the fact that I was making this decision based on somebody else, based on an external influence versus my internal internal knowing that mm. I'd never really wanted those, those boobs. I never actually really thought about it. It was, it was, it was a, a thought and a narrative that I chose to take on, that I needed 
to improve my body, to be accepted, to, to be quote unquote successful in that arena. So. Mm. Mm. Wow. Powerful. Right. Wow. Right. Wow. I love what you said about how we each have a choice. I feel like so often people struggle with feeling out of control and that their life, things are happening to them. But when you flip that thinking around and know that even something as small as waking up in the morning is your choice, I think that shifts things so immensely. Right. It does. It can. It can. Or we can we can choose. And I, I will definitely say I was not on that high horse. And I'm it's not even a high horse. Just I, I was not in that plane of of realization. I for a long time I felt very victimized mm-hmm. and and uh disempowered by society, by people, by, you know, I could point any finger and the reality is um we are we are in charge. We're not in control, but we're in charge. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a very specific, um, uh, what is it? Book. It's a book. It's actually a manual, uh, a course in miracles. And there's something called the responsibility prayer. And in that it's like, I choose, uh, you choose your feelings. You, or you really mm-hmm. are, you're choosing. So an, a, a plain example is like, we can, a, something can happen to us, right? We go through a breakup. That's a really great something. We, cho- we can choose to feel, um, victimized. We can choose to feel like, oh my gosh, this is happening at me versus Mm. choosing this is happening for me. This is happening because this person isn't the right fit. And, uh, we can feel and know deeply that something else is in store for us. So we're in, we're in charge. We get to choose those. Mm. Claire, I love that so (laughs) much. I love that. Now you you've led us on this journey. You got the boobs. Mm-hmm. Are they still in? At what point did you come to this realignment of your thinking? Right. So uh, for a while we were fun. They were fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like yeah, they were fun for a hot minute. And uh, the irony is also. Um, I, so I got boobs and this is, I didn't know anything about procedures. I wasn't into the holistic side of health. Uh, I had gotten boobs a couple months later. I had decided to compete again, but what nobody told me and like, I didn't know enough and I just wasn't informed or aware. I didn't detox correctly from uh, anesthesia, which is, it's just not good. You're getting put under, right? It's a big deal. So I had retained some water and it's like, you can't fight that. Like also the way I was handling competing for fitness was like not healthy. That's my experience. I'm not saying other fitness competitors Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. do that and not have unhealthy patterns. I for sure will own that I had some really unhealthy thinking patterns, eating patterns around it. So um, ironically, I got boobs and I did not place well after that. So I, it's like, I did get them and thinking they were going to lead me down a path. And, um, and there was a certain point I remember being at my, one of my, my last competition and I was backstage. This is all so bizarre. Now that I'm saying this out loud and like thinking <laughs> about like, what the hell is going on? Um, can we, can I cuss on here? Sure. 
Oh, Go great. Good. Because I was like, ah, I'm going to hold back. But so I'm in the back and like, okay, so imagine this, you're in stripper heels. Okay. Just like, mm-hmm. I think also like you could say that any story and like, imagine you're in stripper heels and it's just bizarre. Yeah. I'm standing well, backstage. I come from the pageant world and wearing the highest heels makes your calves look better and it lifts everything. Like granted, heels are literally from the patriarchy, but they do the job that they're supposed to do. (laughs) Oh God, don't get me started. Well, I mean, a lot of this, if you're not catching on, has the undertone of patriarchy. Yeah, A man uh told me that I needed boobs and that was going to make me acceptable. Like Anyway, but again, I'm, we're not victims of the patriarchy. Like we're not yep. right. That yep. is, that is a big part of what's happening mm-hmm. in our culture, but on a personal level, like I just don't subscribe to that anymore. Like I'm mm-hmm. not going to keep boobs or have them or wear stripper. Anyway. Okay. So we're, we could go on mm-hmm. a whole thing around patriarchy, but anyway, I want to empower us to, to know that we're in charge. So yeah, our, I'm back, choices. our choices, I'm, I'm backstage in the stripper heels, like in this fake tan that smells kind of like cheese and like, not like good cheese, like lasagna mm-hmm. part, like yummy cheese. I'm like, it smells like not good cheese, like not the good like cheese. In the can. No, cheese. like, like armpit cheese. Okay. I'll just be oh. even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I mean, you're in the back, you got this fake tan on your greased up mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. in, I'm in my underwear. I'm basically like naked, right. With yep. a, like, yep. like cattle. In your bedazzled bikini. In your bedazzled down bikini. I can't even believe it. It's like a string it. bedazzled a, bikini. Yep. I can't even. You're it's cute. Just, I mean, well, I mean that up for debate. So. Okay. We're in the dark and all these girls who are like. We're all these women standing in our stripper heels in these bedazzled bikinis. Also, you can hear this like in the back. There's because the bodybuilders are also back there too. So these orange men in the tiniest little thing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just all bizarre. And and I remember standing there in the dark next to these other women. And just if you've ever felt fear, it just it was palpable. And I didn't, mm. I wasn't quite awake to spirit, but you're, we all, our spirit's there. Whether you are in touch with it and talk to it and communicate with it on a, on a regular basis, it's there. And in that moment, I got a hit of spirit. My spirit, me, who I really am was like, this is not where you're supposed to be. I mean, it was like the softest whisper of like, not wow. words. I just felt it in my heart. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. This is mm. not me. And I just remember, I, just like, I, I, just, I know, Ooh. I just remember like standing in the dark and being greased up and, and like huddling with these other women. And I just felt like that whisper of like, you're not supposed to be here. This is not you. Mm. And that was the end of my, like, I just stopped. I was like, fuck this. This is dumb. This is so dumb. I'm not doing it anymore. So for a couple years, it was fun to have boobs. I'd never had them. It was kind of like a party trick. I hate to say that, but like, yeah, I got boobs. <laughs> like it's just like something fun. And like, I wasn't yeah. out there like Mardi Gras flashing everybody, but there was just something that it was feeding something inside me that did not need to be fed. I'll just write. It was feeding something inside me that did not need to be fed. And that something was this inner critic, my voice that said, oh, like, Mm. yes, yes, that man had told me you need boobs, 
But, but the reality is I had that inner critic voice inside me already. It was already mm. had a megaphone and it was screaming things at me. So it just kind of fed that voice inside me that didn't need to be fed. Like I didn't need to feed that or nourish that thought. Mm. So, and I've had my breasts since like what, 2009, 2010. So it's been 11, 12 years. I honestly don't even remember like, cause I just blacked out that part. Um, that's what trauma <laughs> does. So I, I started developing symptoms and I'm just going to speak mm. from my personal experience. Uh, the FDA actually just, uh, created a black box mandate on the, on breast implants. And, mm. but what basically that means, and I, I, again, I, I'm not exactly getting the wording right, but basically now surgeons have to disclose what happens when you get breast implants. I mean, there's, and uh, what's even more insulting this this just happened with my surgeon who removed my breast implants. And I'm going to use quotation, the, the literature the literature. So basically the research is pointing uh, that there's not direct implication of having breast implants. Now, I will just say from my own personal experience, right? Because and what I what we all can know and gather about research, my question was how much research has there been done? How many case studies? And I'm curious who's running these mm. studies, right? Mm. Are, are these studies, are, are they, you know, who's doing the research? I, I'm curious, are they women? Mm. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot when it's, oh, I'm based on the research. Like, like on, I, I am very scientific based also. Like I believe in science. I respect science. That's, that's just mm-hmm. me. But, but there's like a whole context to what creates the science. Right. So yeah. I had discovered a Facebook group um, and one of my good friends had also explanted. And at first, initially, my limiting beliefs were like, no way, you're fine. You're fine. Like, I, you're not suffering from these things. And as I, as I started listening more and getting real with what I was struggling with, my personal struggle um, with the symptoms of having breast implants, and, and I will also say one more thing about like what these symptoms can mean is that every, literally every body is different. Everybody and mm. every body is different. Yeah. And one of the things that happens with breast implants or any kind of implant, this doesn't even have to be breast implants specifically. You get a knee trans, uh, uh, transfer, knee implant, you get a hip yeah. implant, any kind of like foreign body. That's what is classified a foreign body in your system. Viruses are foreign bodies. So mm-hmm. just even on a cellular level, like our body is not designed to, it's designed to protect us. It's designed to get rid or signal to us that there's a foreign body, right? So a lot of the symptoms that are, that show up from breast implants are not like direct, they're indirect. Your immune mm-hmm. system will, because your immune system protects your body from foreign bodies. So yep. a lot of the symptoms that develop reported from other women, like you could have an al- a gluten allergy and that can technically show up in your immune system, right? Or a dairy allergy and that will show up. Your immune system, you get inflamed, right? There's inflammation, mm-hmm. there's joint pain, there's bloating. So a lot of the, it, it's hard to trace it because it, in the immune, there's a lot of things that can impact your immune system. So that being said, I'm going to say a lot of these symptoms in my personal experience, in my story presented as immune system, um, 
fluctuations or disruption. And for me, that showed up as extreme brain fog. In fact, today, this morning, I was mm. like, oh my gosh, I got to report this podcast. Got to get the brain together. Because even though my implants mm. are out, I've explanted, and I'm at seven weeks this week, there's actually, you wow. still, right, you still detox. So a lot of the symptoms will still present. It's like, it's exactly like a hangover, right? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like being drunk, fun. Like I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm later in life. So I'm like, not later in life. I'm like 39, but like, no, it's not fun anymore to be so drunk. Yeah. Right? It's just like, you know, not like you know. 29, right. Or 30 or I don't even know. 29, 20. I don't know. See brain fog. Um, so my symptoms like brain fog was one of them because you're just, your body is fighting something. It showed up as extreme fatigue, extreme. And I'm, I'm a Sagittarius. I am naturally mm-hmm. extroverted. I mean, even mm-hmm. here, I'm like, are you talking too much on this podcast? Like, shut up. Not at so, all. Inner voice. Um, but it showed up as extreme fatigue. I was extremely tired. I mean, I'm hot. I'm highly motivated. I own my own business. I support high level sales teams. I do yoga. I work out. And it was getting to the point where like I like borderline depressed, like, do, can mm-hmm. I get up? Even the things that typically bring me joy did not. So mm-hmm. brain fog, extreme fatigue. I was having these weird allergic reactions, like, like in two different ways over the course of me having implants, um, around the sixth year mark, which by the way, when you talk to other women, the sixth year mark for implants or seventh year mark that's when your symptoms can really start to amplify because I, I don't know why the because is, but hmm. my assumption, I assume that it's because your body's just tired of fighting. Like it's just trying to tell you to like do something. So I would literally have hives all over my body for no reason. In fact, right now, oh in my, my, gosh. Right, my detox, I'm, I have hives because for many reasons, but um, it, it also showed up. I, I could not eat gluten and dairy anymore. And I, I don't want to be like super graphic, but it was, uh, the way I knew was explosive. Mm, evacuate the dance floor. Right. <laughs> yeah. Evacuate the dance floor. Um, <laughs> my friend called it the lightning bolt. Like, oh, I also okay. Kind of- just think about the lightning bolt connects from top to bottom. And I was like, oh, it is like, yeah. So if I had gluten or dairy, it was like evacuate the dance floor, both ends. Like mm. it just was violent. So um, I, yeah, it was, it was like my gut health was just down the drain, like literally down the drain. I, I, I could not live normal life. I had to be near a bathroom. Um and that's just the big ones that were presenting. Now yeah, there was some some joint pain and like like inflammation. I was constantly bloated. Like, how do I describe this? Imagine being on your being PMSing like all the time. Like that's mm. the bloat that I always felt. Uh, so I was struggling. It finally got to it. It finally came to a head because I'm like quote unquote resilient. Like I I'm just tough, and there. Mm. Are, good things about that. And there are not so great things. I don't know if we're meant to deal with that much suffering. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, I was quote unquote, super resilient in, in, in not dealing with my issues. So my symptoms came to a head and I was like, it's time to explain. I cannot Mm -hmm. deal with this life anymore. 
Wow. Wow. Oh my goodness. So you said it's been seven weeks since your explant. Yes. How are you feeling now? How has your, has your mindset improved? How, how does that look for you now? Oh my gosh. So I, I, I also want to just say if, if you are considering some of these, if you have implants and you're considering this, mm-hmm. um, I, I want to say there's support out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there so I just want to say that um, there's support out there. And again, I'm, I'm a resource. If you have questions or you're like debating it. So where I'm at now is I've explanted um, before I was very like, like I wouldn't say very scared, but I just, I didn't want to change. I didn't want to have major surgery. It's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal to get explanted. And I will just say this, if you're considering getting explanted, just don't let them pop the implant out. Like literally just like take the implant out. What happens in your body is that, uh, to protect your body from the foreign body, it creates a capsule. And in fact, when I got them in, like my surgeon was like, you got to like move it around so that the capsule doesn't like blah, blah. So you want to get the entire capsule taken out. And I would relate it to this. It's like placenta. Like the, mm. you actually need to get rid of, like the placenta comes out because it's like mm-hmm. the shit house. Like essentially mm-hmm. it's the baby's poop. So your capsule yep. that surrounds the implant is also holding all the toxins because it's plastic. Implants are plastic. So your yep. body creates a capsule because it's super intelligent. It's hyper intelligent. So you, you want to get the capsules removed and it's, and if you go to a surgeon, some surgeons are like, no, I can just take out the, I can just take out the implant. You, you want to get the capsule out. You want to take the toxins that are holding, that are in your body out, like take this placenta out. And it's more intense. Like basically um, you have to, they, uh, if the capsules attached to your rib cage, that's that skin that's around the, the implant, you have to get it removed. And if you're young like me and, and like have, uh, that typically happens for younger candidates or have, haven't had them for a long time, um, they have to basically s- scrape the capsule from <laughs> your I know. I just imagine that. <laughs> scrape, scrape it and then listen to this, cauterize it because you want to get all the little bits off. Uh, yeah, it's terrible. So I, I heard that. I knew that. A friend of mine told me that. I was like, no way. I'm, I am like not wanting no, that. No. So I, but it, my symptoms got that bad. My symptoms mm. were that bad, Amanda. I had to get them out. So I, I put it on the calendar. I got them out. I'm seven weeks out. And here's where I'm at now. I mean, it's like night and day. It's night wow. and day. And, and this is just my story. Like I'm aware there are women that get them out and in fact, f- get worse because mm-hmm. your body is just like trying so hard to protect you. Um, yeah. and, but the good majority of women like feel better immediately. Um, and I, so I did some before and afters They're they're in my Instagram feed, but I took the morning of, I took a picture and I was like, I don't know. I just, I just should take it just to see. I'm like, I, in my head, my negative talk was like, eh, like, don't get your hopes up. I took a picture of my face in the same light two days later. And it's like night and day. My eyes are clearer. Like it looked like I had like red eyes all the time. Like I had an allergy. My skin is red in the morning of surgery. It can, my, my complexion's uneven two days after surgery. This is after major surgery. My eyes are whiter. Like the whites of my eyes are whiter. My skin's clearer. Like it's, it's just totally different. 
Mm. So on, on the flip side, I am, it was the best decision I've ever made. Best decision I have ever made. My boobs are so cute. They're back to cute. <laughs> cute, cute, cute. And, uh, I, yeah, I just feel better. Of course there's, there's highs and lows. I, there's, I, I there's waves of detox that happen, mm-hmm. but I feel so much better. And I will say, I will say I was really scared of how I would feel mentally. I'll say that. Yeah. And here is what, if somebody is considering this, this is what's helped me because, um, mental health and developing strong self-talk is a muscle. Mm-hmm. It's not like you wake up and like, I'm going to have strong mental talk. Like, no, nope. or I'm going to silence my inner critic. Like, in fact, I will nope. even argue it's going to get, if you um, feed it, it's going to get louder. It's going to get louder. Yep. So I did a lot of reps. This is back in my fitness days. I did a lot of reps of like, what am I going to say to myself? And like, what, what is my bigger vision for myself? What, what mm-hmm. kind of person, who, who do I need to be? to come out of this better. And it's helped me so much. I don't, I don't regret anything. I am so glad Mm -hmm. about having boobs. And this is just what I did, um, leading up to, and in my recovery, I just thanked my body every day. said, thank you. Thank you for taking care of me. Thank you for, for, for dealing with my bullshit. Like, thank you for dealing with me in this (laughs) vessel, (laughs) like me being like, my, my essence of like my, my negative thoughts, like, thank you. And I mm. just like touch my body, like, like hold it, hold, mm. hold my big muscles in my legs and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd hold my stomach and say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Like, I mean, all these things that, um, we, we hear about, or we see on a TikTok and we're like, man, but I really did them. I really did them. And on a regular basis, I say thank you to my body and I, I, I congratulate it. I, I give it love. I talk to, to, to my boobs. Mm. <laughs> I, love I love you. You're great. You're doing so great. <laughs> oh, it's such a testament. I, again, I love what you said that even talking about mental health, it is a muscle. Your brain is a muscle and you know, all these organs in your body, you have to exercise them if you want to improve and feed them healthy things, whether that's healthy talk, mindset, environment. all of that. And I think, yeah, that's so neat that you, this whole transformation, you know, like you said at the beginning, it was a very negative inner critic that you had. And now I'm sure they're still there, but you're able to have these tools that you've discovered to help yourself overcome those moments. And you've exercised this positive side of your brain to transform your body completely in multiple different ways. Right. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, and I just want to say this to your listeners. I know we're, we're probably at the tail end, but the, I know it can feel really dark. I get it. Mm. I really really get it. It can feel so dark Mm. and feel so hopeless. I mean, um, I really struggled with anxiety and for me that looked like, um, uh, it, 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 it showed up in my life as an eating disorder. Uh, mm-hmm. it showed up in my life of, of, yeah, as, as anorexia and bulimia. Mm-hmm. And I know it can get really dark. I've been there in the spiral yeah. in there and I just want everybody to know it can get better. And, you know, Rome isn't built in a day. Be gentle, be gentle, 
be yes. so gentle with your process and your progress. And those, it's like, a, um, how do I want to describe it? It's like, like skincare. Like you're not, you're not going to okay. wash your face one day and it's going to like, oh my God, I'm never yeah. going to have acne. You're like, oh my God, my skin looks so great. It's really it's like, it's a process. It's not going to take. And you have to layer right. many things that work you together. You got to wash, yeah. exfoliate, serums and lotion. Yeah. Right. And no, I, I also, think that's a great analogy. Right. And I also see that too. Like, this isn't like you, you guys got to do your skincare or you're going to look like shit. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But I, what I'm really saying, it's like, it's a, like, I've learned to move out of like, I'm doing this thing to get an outcome versus I'm doing this thing because it's a process. And I like pat mm. my face, like, mm, this moisturizer smells like watermelon. It's so good. And it's mm. like, it is this act of self-love and it's this act of, I know this sounds so hokey, but like taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it are, it is a, it's a layering of what is your self-talk? What are the muscles you're building? And if I'll, let's just face it, if your self-talk is super negative and you're trying to build the positive self-talk, it, you wouldn't go to the gym and go from the five pound weights, to the 50 pound weights in a day. No. As a former personal trainer, just know that you, you could lift the 50 pound weights. You're going to be super sore and you might get mm-hmm. injured. Why don't we build up mm-hmm. to that? Like, you know, take it one step at a time. Mm. Claire, I have loved this conversation. Thank you so much for sharing and getting so deep and open with us about things that a lot of people don't really like to talk about. And I think in this conversation, you've tackled so much about body image and dysmorphia and our thought processes and all of that. And I really just appreciate you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for hearing my story. And thank you for, you know, allowing me to just give insight. I know that there's, there might be some, if there's just one person listening in this podcast that is on the fence and is scared Mm. or has heard something or doesn't even know it's worth it to me. So I appreciate you amplifying my voice. Mm, Of course. That's what, that's what it's all about. Now, I would like to give you an opportunity to plug any social media or websites or services where we can find you. Definitely some of those support groups I will get with you after this episode, and I can link them down in the episode notes for people as a resource as well, too. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram on the IG. It's Claire, C-L-A-R-E underscore Qui, C-U-I. That is it. And I I do have a special gift for the listeners here I, as you know, I'm a high ticket sales coach. This mm-hmm. is why boobs, breast implants were a terrible sales mistake. And I'm, I'm <laughs> here to like, to show you can be an expert and still make mistakes. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that I do, if you're a service-based entrepreneur, if you're a coach, if you're an online coach, one of the biggest things that I notice is not being able to sell your services, not being able to close sales. And one of the things that I highly recommend is shifting your mindset from transactional to relational. And the thing that often catches people that catches coaches in creating a sustainable, consistent business is being able to navigate objections and Mm. objections of like, I can't afford it, or it's not the right time, or uh, I got to talk to my spouse or whatever the case is. And 
those objections, they're just limiting beliefs if we were to break it down into anything. Mm-hmm. So one of the gifts I would love to give your audience is I have a free training. It's an objection roadmap. It is a deep dive training in the psychology under what's going on when somebody says that. And it's an incredible training. I'd love to give it to your audience for free. You can find me on Instagram and just send me a DM with a podcast mm-hmm. so that they can, I can know that it's from you and I'm happy to gift them. It's, it's a thousand dollar training and I'm happy to give it wow. to your audience for free. Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I definitely know a lot of people in my life that would personally benefit from that. So it's incredible. Thank you for giving that resource. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And one of the things, I think the underlying theme for this, at least for me, of this whole story is value. Value. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's been my personal journey. And and essentially when I train coaches to have more sales, the essence of this is being able to communicate your value. I'll I'll say that again, communicate your value. Because I'll just whoever's listening, you are valuable no matter what. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have, like if you're a unicorn, you're a unicorn. You don't really like, you just, you don't have to explain or prove anything to anybody, but also being able to communicate your value, communicate what type of unicorn you are, right? Why Mm -hmm. your horn is so special. Like being able to communicate value has been a, a, a theme over and over and over and over and over and over again for myself. So um, it's, it's a, a skill that I've learned. A lot of times I think people who are in service-based businesses, they think that, oh, I'm either a good salesperson or I'm not. And if you're in mm. business, FYI, you are in sales. You're, if you're in business, you're in sales because no sales means no business. So yep. whether you like it or not, you are in sales. So it's, it's my honor. So they can just follow me on Instagram, DM me podcast. I'm happy to give them that training. Happy to. Sure. Wow. Thank you so much again, Claire. I appreciate you and I'm so honored to have you here on the show and listening to your story was incredible and so affirming in so many different ways. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. I just hope it touches one person. Thank you for listening to yet another amazing conversation started here on Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. Each week, I am quite literally blown away by the voices and stories shared here. The goal is to amplify others' experiences in hopes that someone listening out there feels that much less alone. Thank you again to our incredible guests for getting so vulnerable with us about their own personal stories and for helping each of us remember to look at a situation with a new perspective. If you love this episode or any previous one, I hope you'll take a second to share it to a bestie or even tell us on social media. It really does make a difference in helping us get these conversations out there to the world. If you'd like to share your own story with our audience about how you've overcome something in your life or maybe want to start an important conversation that needs to be heard, please send us an email at hello at Stay colorful and we'll see you next week.